Welcome to the Unstoppable Eventrepreneur Podcast, where we have open and honest conversations about business strategies, thinking and habits that are essential to building a successful event planning business while enjoying a fulfilling lifestyle. I am your host, Mayo Silvers, an events veteran with over 20 years of experience and also an unstoppable eventrepreneur with two multiple six-figure events business. Come listen with an open heart and open mind. Be ready to reset, recharge, and rejuvenate your life and your business. Welcome to the Unstoppable Eventrepreneur Podcast. For today's episode, I'm going to talk about how doing physical activity directly relates to the success of your business. Now, how does doing physical activity have a direct relationship to the success of your business? When I said that however you do something in your personal life is however you will show up in your business life. And this example that I'm going, I am going to be sharing with you today in today's podcast is how physical activity that you do in your personal life is going to have a direct correlation to the success of your business. So I'm going to share a personal story and you probably will be able to relate to it better, okay? We all know that in order to have a successful business, you need to have a strong mindset, right? What exactly is a strong mindset? Basically, it means mental toughness. That means your mind is so strong, okay, that you have this toughness that you have trained your mind, okay? When I say train, right? You're not born with it. You, are, you can train your mind to be tough, just like you can train your muscle to be tough, right? You can train your body to be tough. You can train your mind to be tough. And when you train your mind to be tough, you have mental toughness, which also equates to a strong mindset. But mental toughness is like a muscle, right? And there are different types of mental toughness. So it's just like muscles in your body. You have muscles all over your body. Which part of the muscles do you want to train? Same here. Your, your mind has different muscles, different level of toughness that you can train. So today, we're going to talk about the generic of mental toughness, which is overcoming adversity. All right? And then there's also mental toughness on how to overcome your relationship with, with money, how to overcome your relationship with food, how to overcome relationship with conflict management, etc., etc. But today we're going to focus on the general mental toughness to overcome adversity. So I'm going to share with you a personal story of mine. When I was, um, I believe when I was 12 years old, I can't remember whether it's 10 or 12 years old. I uh, have always been very active. You know, I have always been active in sports, right? When I was growing up, I played a lot of badminton, which is a very Asian sport, right? So I grew up in Singapore because that's where I'm from. So I'm a Singaporean. And uh, I, 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 I trained for badminton in school since I was like really little, okay? From seven years old, I started playing badminton. Actually, even younger, I played badminton with my parents, with my sisters, with my cousins. And then when I went into school, uh, I will join extracurriculum activities. And one of those would be playing badminton. 
So when I was old enough to participate in uh, tournaments, in competition, right? So our school was sent um, the badminton players whom they deem is equipped enough with the skills to take part in competition to represent the school. So I remember I used to play singles, okay? That means it's only me on the court. And I can play doubles as well. But I remember this particular competition, okay, that I took part in. And this competition, I was playing singles. I was playing for the school. I was representing the school at a very young age, 10 or 12. Again, I couldn't really remember. I remember I had this opponent, okay? She was a little bit bigger than me, but she was definitely stronger than me in terms of strength and speed, okay? I, I got killed, like big time on the court. So a singles tournament, it basically you only have two games. And at a point in time, it's uh, only 11 points. Okay, each game is 11 points. So, so you have um, two sets to determine whether you're going to win or not. So each game is um, 11 points. So you have two games of 11 points to determine who's the winner. So she killed me on both games. Like, I'm not talking about like close score. Okay, I'm talking about like she will have 11 points and I'll have like two points. Big, 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 big gap, okay? And at that stage in my young life, I I already know how does embarrassment feel like, okay? I was embarrassed. I was defeated that it wasn't even a close match, right? I remember she was, she her serve was so high and so far, I have to go all the way to the back of the court to catch to to hit you know to hit the 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 birdie in the american term is birdie in the asian term is shuttercock and i was able to hit it but it barely made over the net or it wouldn't even cross the net so you got to have the skill set the 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 skill and the speed and the strength to lob it back to hit it back to the opponent so that she also has to run i was i was you know she again she she killed me so i was out out outran <laughs> in terms of the strength i didn't have the strength i didn't have the pace okay so i remember that game vividly that particular competition vividly because i just felt so defeated right i i was consoled by my coach by my classmates but i was asking myself what happened i thought i was good Okay, I thought I was good until I met someone much better than me. Then I realized that I wasn't really that good. <laughs> okay, so because of my passion for the game, I never gave up. I continued to train. I continued to train and I put that competition, that embarrassment out of my mind. Okay, I was like, okay. So I was upset at the point in time, but I got over it. All right, and I, my passion for the game propel me to continue to show up, to train, take part in competition, all right? So I con continue to perfect my craft, right? Because I was driven by, by the passion. I really enjoy the game very, very much. So a year later, interestingly, a year later, I met the same girl, okay? And I, had, I was matched up to play against her. And I, I, re I recall that moment when I saw her, I was like, oh my God. I played against her a year ago and she killed me. So hopefully, 
you know, now I have to play with her again. So I have to play against her again. Hopefully this time round, it's going to be a little bit different. Okay. It's going to be, it's going to at least be a close game. And I know that I have improved. Hopefully she has not improved that much or she, that my level can match her this time. All right. This time round, it was a very, very close match. It was a very close match. It was a three-game decider. So the first game, she won. The second game, I won. Okay? And then the third game is a decider. And it was very close. And I beat her. All right? I beat her. And But it wasn't like a big gap. It was only by a point or two. And after the game, she shook my hand and she said, good game. You know... I still get emotional when I talk about this because it's really a show of sportsmanship. She wasn't upset that I beat her. She remembered me. She said, I, I remember you. I played you a year ago and I, I beat you. And, and I'm glad that we managed to, we, I'm glad that we played again and you beat me this time. It was, it was, you know, it's it's not just the fact that it's not just the fact that I won, but the fact that there was a lot of showmanship on the court at the age of 13. I remember I was 13 years old. So the tournament was probably 12 years old when I was 12. So she showed great showmanship and sportsmanship. So did I. Okay. We were not bitter. We remember the last tournament, the last competition, and we we both show up and, and play the game. But what, what really made me remember this memory, this experience was, even though I was, I was humiliated, embarrassed, the very first time I played with her, my passion for the game never died. My why for playing the game never died. Because it was not just about the competition. It was not just about winning. It's about fulfilling the inner fulfillment that the, the joy that I get when I do something that I enjoy. So I really love playing badminton. So I remember that the passion propelled me, not about beating someone, not about taking part in competition. I was my biggest competitor. I was playing against myself. So every time I train, I ask myself, what can I do better? How can I do better? What can I train to be better? So I, I train my strength, I train my stamina, I train how nifty I become, how swift I am. I train my mind to play strategy, strategy, not just by brute force. So I was playing against myself. So that realization all dawned on me in my young mind when I was 13 years old that I was able to win a competition by not just outwit outsmart and out, outstrength them. But it's a combination of everything. And that was the moment that I knew that I'm meant for great things, that I know that I can conquer a lot of things in life because I never let a short-term embarrassment or defeat define me, okay? So as I grew up, I, I was still the same person because I have trained my mind to think in order to win, I have to beat myself, not my competition. I have to think, how can I win? It's not just 
physically doing the task, but really auditing my process, really thinking about winning by strategy, not just, not just keep repeating what I have been doing and expecting a different result. I learned how to audit my process. I learned to think outside the box. So when I, when I was in the corporate world, I realized that learning how to sell is very important. And some of you have heard the story that I, I had to make 18,000 phone calls to get my very first sale. And I used the same mentality and the mental toughness in training myself to pick up that phone every single time, even after 18,000 no's, because I audit my process. What the physical activity of doing it, right? I try to find joy in the physical activity in picking up the phone. So I have to ask myself, why? Why do I, why do I still pick up the phone even after 18,000 whys? Because for me, it's like a game. It's like a game I play against myself. It's a game that I'm trying to taunt myself. Come on, May, can you do it? Come on, show me what you got. So I created a game, a mental game in my head that of course I can do it, right? I'm going to show to myself that I can do it. When I show to myself that I can do it, it will naturally show to the others that May can do it. So I wasn't thinking about other people. I'm thinking about, more about myself, like to show myself that I can do it. I start auditing my process. I start listening to myself. I start think, listening to how fast I speak the words I use and how calm I am and how confident I am when I talk to this CEO and asking them to fork out $25,000 to me on one phone call, talking to a stranger. So, so I continue to find opportunities to build my mental toughness. Okay, that's just one example. Other examples is I quit my full-time job in corporate America and decided to start my own, to, to work for someone else first that was in my earlier part of my career that pays me $800 from $3,000 to $800 and everything is commissioned. I challenged myself. I put myself in an environment that requires me to challenge my greed, to challenge my belief in myself. So it's again, it's another game that I play with myself. So I create opportunities to have self-challenge. So all these years, I have built, I have created opportunities to play my games with myself, to test my mental toughness. So now my mind is, has, is very, very fit, okay? My mind is very fit in all aspects, in, in facing defeat, in facing things of the unknown. Can I actually do it, okay? And, and then facing defeat and getting up fast to make sure that I don't allow myself to wallow in self-pity for extended period of time and then take my steam or take the wind out of my, of my sail. So I allow myself to feel bad for myself, but I get up and I get up fast. That's what I have been training my mind, okay? And then when I do sports, right? Just like playing badminton. Now I do exercise, right? So another most recent example, I wrote my, I, I sprained my ankle, all right? I sprained my ankle and now I have a big swell on my ankle. But for someone who's used to at least walking three miles, three miles uh, a, a day, right? Three miles a day or doing two, two to three times of strength training or body, you know, using body strength, doing yoga or carrying weights, I am inhibited. 
So I couldn't do it. So what do I do? I can say that, oh, you know what? So I'm going to take a break from exercising. Okay, I'm going to take a break from exercising because I physically can't do it. My ankle is this big. But I ask myself, is that what you really want? How does, what do I love to do about exercise? Again, these are the questions I swirl in my head. What do I love about exercise? What's the benefits of exercise? What do I love about the activity itself, exercising itself? I ask, I say, you know, I, I like to, you know, I like to have a good sweat. By exercising, I get a good sweat. And exercising also makes me feel good overall that I feel healthier. And I also produce endorphins. It releases my stress. So I know that I know that if I were to exercise, I get all these. So hence, exercising becomes fun for me. Hence, that's my why. If I were to not exercise with my swollen ankle, then I probably would not be able to get all these things. I will be missing out the fun, okay? So I find alternative to exercise. So I swim. So swimming takes off the pressure on my ankle so I can swim. So I work out more on my upper body. So I have, now I have to use more of my arms. And then I do exercises that I can sit down. So I sit down and I carry the weights instead of standing up to carry the weight. So I sit down and I carry and I put over overhead so I can trim my back and my upper body and my bicep and my tricep. And then I, I look, so I can't do yoga because my ankle hurts. So I look up, okay, can I do something else? So I found this app, you know, that helps me to be able to do Pilates, but war Pilates. So it took, it, it take off the pressure on my ankle so I propped my legs up against the wall and I was able to do Pilates of different, different types of Pilates. So I still had a good sweat and I still was able to get the endorphins and I was able to release some stress, right? So how does all this translate when I build business? Okay. When someone, when someone tells me, okay, or, or if I'm, sales are not getting, sales are not coming in, right? Sales are not coming in. I have to, Go back to how I've lived my personal life. If I'm learning a good, trying to learn a skill and I'm not getting any better, what do I do? I audit. I audit my progress. So I ask myself, why isn't sales coming in? I audit the progress and the process, right? I don't keep doing the same thing blindly. I audit my process and my progress to see, am I really not getting any progress? And does progress equates to sales? I have to ask myself, what is the outcome? What's the ultimate outcome? And what is the other mini outcomes that I need to get in order to get to the big outcome? Now, all this, okay, all this stems from my personal life, the, the exposure or the opportunities I create for myself. When I was trying to do the cold call sales, right? When I didn't get the sales, did I say that I failed? No, I audit my progress and my process. My process is I listening to my own speech, okay, and my own pitch. And then my progress is not measuring by how many sales I got, but how long did I get to speak to this CEO? Did I get them to stay longer on the phone with me or is it always hang up, hang up immediately? The moment that I was able to increase the length of time that I have with the CEO on the phone, that means I'm grabbing their attention. That means they're actually listening to me. That means whatever I say is important to them and however I say it, they find it that it's compelling for them to want to listen. So I measure that progress. Same thing when I play sports, right? So, oh, maybe I don't get killed at 11 to 2. Now I get killed at 11 to 5. Now I get killed at 11 to 7. 
So am I increasing my score, my score better and better, even though I didn't win the game? So I'm training myself to audit my progress and my process and also to, to test my mental toughness. At what point will I break? Okay. And I never broke. I have not broken myself until very recently when I overwork and everything just fall, fall, fall into pieces. And I, but I pick up myself again because I've trained my mind to be, to be strong enough to tell me that, okay, you have broken, you took your rest, now it's time to get up. So when sales are not coming in, I ask myself, my process and my progress, right? Am I gaining a little bit more followers? Gaining more followers means I have fresh blood, fresh blood into the funnel. That means I have new people listening to me. So I'm going to continue to build more new people into my funnel. So I have more and more people listening to me and more and more people listening to me equates to more and more people knowing what I do, how I help, how much I charge, and if they want to work with me or not, right? So I have a bigger pool of potential clients compared to a smaller pool. So I do not measure my results based on how many, how many sales I have done. That's the ultimate goal. But I measure the little, little wins along the way that lead me to the big win. So if you, you know, if I were to tell you, oh, go find opportunity to put yourself in an extreme situation to test your mental toughness, it will be difficult. It is against our default. It is against our, our making, okay? How God made us to expose ourselves to risk? No. So you would never want, voluntarily want to find an opportunity or environment or situation that you have to face adversary. Who wants to live a life like that? Hence, I say doing physical activity, okay, is probably the, the easiest way to train yourself physically, mentally, and emotionally to deal with adversity. Okay, so we start with something that is very, very simple. If you're trying to lose weight and you can't walk a three mile, maybe we just walk one mile and then, or one mile takes you 10 minutes. Okay, let's just say 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Maybe the next day you can keep to the sick one mile and walk it in less than 15 minutes, maybe 14 minutes. And then the third day, keep that one mile and drop it down to 12 minutes. And then the fourth day, keep that one mile, drop it down to 10 minutes. So you slowly, slowly um, not change your goal because every time you change your goal, it seems so much more difficult, more effort needs to be put in. Keep that same goal. But now track how fast can you reach that goal? Okay, how is it faster than last week, last month? So, but you keep the goal the same. So the problem that people make is they keep on increasing their goal and then it's like, oh, it's always climbing. I never get a rest, all right? Keep that goal until you have trained your mind to a point that you can keep increasing your goal, all right, at a frequent basis. But if you have not trained your mind to be that, that strong yet, then don't do that. Keep that same goal, but audit your, pro, your, you know, your process. Are you doing it at a faster pace? Okay. This is how I do business as well. For those of you who, who are struggling with social media, I don't know what to post. It takes me a long time to post on social media. I will say the goal is to post on social media. Talk about your business. All right. To promote your business. That's your goal. But now, how do you measure your progress? 
Are you taking four hours each time to create your social media post? Or the next time you do it, you're taking three hours and 15 minutes. The next time you take three hours and 30 minutes. The next time you take three hours only. So it becomes easier and easier. You become better and better. So that is progress. So don't be so quick to give up, right? So when you start doing physical activity, okay, I use physical activity as the point of entry instead of exposing yourself to doing crazy things that your mind, your body, okay, is telling you, no, there's no way I can do this. So those kind of situations don't often happen often, hopefully. Okay, I, I hope it doesn't happen often in your life. Otherwise, you'll have a very hard life. So it's difficult to create opportunities like that. But let's start with physical movement because it's always good for your body to move as well. So let's start with a least point of resistance to train your mind. Pick an activity, okay? Pick an activity that you can you like to do because it also helps, you know, moving, moving physically helps to create endorphins, serotonin, all these hormones that makes you happy and reduce cortisol. All right. That is to that that means you will have less belly fat. So so this stress-inducing stuff. So we, we, we will be able to reduce our stress if we do physical activity. That's why I'm a proponent of, you know, a huge proponent of exercising every single day. I don't care how long you walk, how, how far you walk, okay? Just, just move, right? So you want to be able to train your physical, mental, emotional toughness by setting, setting a goal and then tracking your progress every single day. And with time, subconsciously, indirectly, this strength that you're training your mind, okay, is able to 100% transfer over to when you build your business. And when you build your business, your mental toughness is going to be tested every single day when, when things are not going your way, okay? When things are going your way, you will not be tested that much. But when things are not going your way, you will be tested every single day and you need to draw strength somewhere, okay? Somewhere in your life that tells you that you can do it. You're stronger than what you think, who you think you are and what you are made of. You can do it. You have to find evidence to tell yourself that I have it in me and I can do it, okay? I can do it. And you have concrete evidence to show. If you are a new business owner, you may not have concrete evidence to show in your business, okay? And, and you, you have more you have more setback than, than achievement. So you want to be able to draw it somewhere else in your life that can tell you that I'm, I'm better than I think I am. This little voice is telling you time to give up. You can't do this. You can't do this. There's no way you can win. You're going to shush, shush them by finding evidence in your personal life. And physical activity is one of that. Once you start training some mental toughness, go into other things. Like I, I force myself to put myself in an environment that exposed me to heights. And I have a fear of heights and I don't know why. It's crazy. I never had that when I was young. Now I'm so afraid of heights. So I, when I went on a retreat, I will, you know, the last retreat that I went, I, I, I did a challenge that is 40, you know, 40 feet above ground and I have to do all these rope challenges and I have to really tell myself that I'm stronger than I am. So I, you, I expose myself to that. But again, not everybody has the opportunity or the life doesn't present you the opportunity to create environment, to, tough your men, to train your mental toughness. Hence, the physical activity is mind over matter. For those of you who does crunches, crunch challenge, okay? Actually, not crunch. Uh, 
yeah, low plank, plank challenge, okay? Plank challenge, you have to hold yourself just using your elbow or your hands and you have to like a push-up position or low push-up position and see how long you can, you can go. I tell you, your every single second is a misery. So you want to train, it's more of your mind over your body. Your body will get used to the pain after a certain period of time, okay? But it's your mind looking at the clock ticking. So you want to be able to do things like that, that is able to challenge you to train yourself and it will directly translate to your business. Trust me, I'm not the only one who says that, okay? Every single successful business owner tell you that they have been a form of athlete one way or another in some part in their life, okay? That that is a, that they have done some strenuous um, activity that not only push their limit physically, but also push their, the limit of their mind. And then they get stronger. They get more confident. And that's also one way to build confidence, okay? And then that translates to building their business. When they have nowhere to find evidence that they are strong in their business, they go to their personal life. So now you can put two and two together. How you do one thing in your personal life is how you do one, the other thing in your business, okay? Because there is no split personality here. It's just you, okay? It's just me, Mayo Silvers. How I show up in my personal life, whether I have integrity or not, is how I'm going to show up in my personal life, whether I have integrity or not. How disciplined I am in my personal life is how I'm going to show up in terms of discipline in my business life. So you might want to start looking at your personal life to see how committed you are in your personal goals, how disciplined you are in your personal life. Because if you are not, you're sloppy over there, can't expect you to be perfect over here because you're not Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. It's one person only, okay? So hopefully today's podcast is more about mindset and the strategy behind it, how I have used my own personal experience to help me in my business, in building my business. And I'm pretty sure that all of you have some, in some point in your life that you have overcome adversity. Go back and think about where did you draw the strength from? And remind yourself that you are really stronger than you think you are. And we are using less than 10% of our capacity, our brain capacity. Imagine if you can use up all 100%. You're a superwoman, okay? You're a superhuman. You just have to believe in that, okay? So before I leave you for today's, at the end of today's podcast, I just want to remind you, we do have a, a Passion to Profit workshop coming up on September 13 and 14. Today's, this this workshop topic would be how to attract your ideal client and close them. Okay. If you're tired of if you're tired of attracting champagne taste, beer budget leads or clients, this workshop is perfect for you. People have this misconception that if I keep posting, okay, if we keep posting good content on social media, I will start attracting ideal client. Well, that's just one part of the equation. There are four to five step process, okay, to attracting your ideal client. And if you miss out on one of these process, if you don't do it well, the next process is going to be more difficult. If you miss two in those process, then the third, and it just gets harder and harder and harder to close them. And this is what I'll be teaching. What are the, the step-by-step process for attracting your ideal client and close them? So there are a few things that have to be in place and you have to be done well at each single step. Now, this is a virtual workshop and this is a ticketed workshop. 
because this particular session is going to be a little bit more intense than our regular workshop. Not that our regular workshop is less intense, but this one is super, super jam-packed with a lot, a lot of coaching from myself, from my own experience, and also from other people's experience. I'm going to be inviting other event planners, business owners to come on and share the experience as well. So this is a virtual workshop, ticketed workshop, wherever you're hearing right now, Okay, the seven dollars, the seven dollars ticket has already been sold. So now we're left with twenty seven, and hopefully by you when you're listening to this, I don't know if the twenty seven dollars virtual ticket is still available. It will keep going up. The price will keep going up, and click on the link right uh, on my show notes to find out what you get with your virtual ticket. All right. So quickly to summarize, you get you know you get the replay, you get a workbook, you also uh, get um, access to free videos before the workshop. To prep you for the workshop, you, you get a one-on-one call, coaching call, all right, to talk about your business challenges and guide you through what you should be paying attention to uh, when you come on the workshop. And you also get one month free membership in our incubators where we will be, um, where we have um, co-working sessions, live Zoom calls, coaching sessions. So click on that link in my show note to find out how to sign up and to make a payment for the virtual ticket for the virtual workshop on September 13 and 14. Look forward to seeing you at the workshop. Thank you so much. And don't forget to rate our podcast, give us a review and tell me what you want me to talk about. All right. So I create this for you, not just for me. So the more you share with me what you want me to talk about, the more I can help you. Thank you so much. And share the news about our, our workshop and also sign up for our workshop and uh, share our podcast to all the other business owners, especially, especially event planners that you think can benefit from learning from us. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Eventrepreneur Podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, can you do me a favor? Please leave us a review and also share our podcast so we can help more eventrepreneurs out there. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss any new episodes.